Hello friends and welcome back to the number one show called Sustuck. There are some other shows out there called the same thing but this one is better than those. We have a great show for you this week Matt is here. This time Johnny tried something different and reduced the number of segments in which he berated Matt from all of them to zero. Pretty risky move but it seems to have worked out. HMU in the comments if you agree and on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back yet again. Going to be another fantastic episode of Sauce Talk. And you may say, now, Johnny, how could you, how could you presage this? How could you know in advance how good this episode is? Did you, like, edit this intro and put it at the beginning? No, I didn't do that. It's, it's just, it's money in the bank. On the other line, it's our good friend, Matt Schmidt. How are you doing, Matt? I'm good. It's, it's been a little while since I've been on, so I got, I got some jitters, I think. I, I, I hope. I hope you're up for it. I hope you're feeling okay. It has been a while. I we, we talked about doing this a while ago, and you're like, man, I'm just fucking slammed at work. It's not the right time. But then... Laid in the weeds, just just hung around, and now and it is the right time, and we're more than happy to have you here. Happy to be here. That sounds like a man who's getting his his idle chatter out of the way early, because he wants to be asked, "Hey, Matt, eat anything good lately?" I have, um, like many people, I've I've been baking more Hell during yeah. the COVID times. Um, and I found a good recipe for my favorite cookie, just the snickerdoodle. Oh boy. So I made some snickerdoodles over the weekend and they turned out pretty good, pretty good. So I've been digging on those. So I, I can highly recommend, uh, the snickerdoodle recipe. The website is called Smitten Kitchen. Um, and yeah, they're delicious. Basically just sugar cookies made with a ton of butter dipped in sugar and cinnamon. And really you can't go wrong. It has no choice but to be good. You just look at the list of things like what well, this this has to be good. It's going to be very good. Smitten Kitchen, I, I know, is a, a popular thing. I, I believe it's come up on the show before. So this is this has got to be a home run. Uh, you say the Snickerdoodle is your favorite cookie. That seems like a distinctive favorite cookie. Is there like a a Snickerdoodle in your past that you can recall? You're like, oh, this is where I learned. This is the best one. Like so-and-so made this or have you just always been attached to the snickerdoodle i can't recall in particular when i had my first one i don't know i, I feel like it was something that maybe my grandmother made sure or like my mom got it from the store or something and they're just like here eat this it's like oh this is just sugar and cinnamon and i love it because that's I'm what a i child. want <laughs> like i my mom always used to make uh cinnamon toast in the mornings nice. and had one of the do you remember those like presses where you could like indent a shape almost into the toast by just pressing down on it i got nothing on this okay there are these plastic things that were in the shape of like a piece of bread um and the one that we had was in the shape of mickey mouse so you basically just like stamp a mickey mouse face onto the bread and like Fun it stuff. didn't cut it but it did it enough that you could like pull it apart so you know you could like pull out the eyes and look, 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 look through it or just, you know, pull out, the, pull out the area around the face. So you just had the face. Um, so yeah. And then secret drills are basically that in cookie form, but without Mickey Mouse's face. So it seems like you're a cinnamon sugar guy in general. 
I'd say so. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, great cereal. That would that would be one of those like uh, you hear about how like in World War Two, you'd have like you're in Germany and you're trying to figure out who the Americans are and who the Germans are who are posing as Americans and they started like grilling them about baseball and stuff. I think that's the classic example. You're like, what league are the New York Yankees in and who plays for them? And like American dudes would all know who it was and Germans wouldn't. I feel like we could do that with Cinnamon Toast Crunch. We could just be like, if you are American, you will think this tastes good. And if you are not, you will choke and gag at the sweetness when you eat it. Like it would, it would achieve the exact same end as like the most prominent information from earlier time periods. Did I tell you about the, uh, so if, if I can divulge you and, uh, and Babs and Warren, uh, knowing that I was going through some tough times a little bit earlier in the year, uh, bought me one of those subscription boxes for snacks from around the world. That's true. And there was this one, uh, recently from, I think it was from Israel where these raspberry flavored, um, puffs of something. And I swear to God, they tasted exactly like crunch berries the crunch berries just, taste like crunch berries they really did <laughs> just like i popping a few in my mouth I'm like i know this flavor i know this flavor where do i know this flavor from like oh my god they basically just like took boxes of captain crunch with crunch berries took all the crunch berries out repackaged them as the snack and honestly that is value added that is that is a legitimate business in my eyes like you have taken what, like you've taken like a I'm not good at economics talk, but like you have like things coming in to the, the, the machine and then coming out. And on the other side, the thing is better. These are like intermediate goods that you're turning into goods to sell at market. You are better off with the, the crunch berry thing. You sent me a picture of that. And I, I swear I probably haven't had a crunch berry. I would guess at some point, like during law school, I was drunk and bought some crunch berries. I don't know, but I have not had something like that in a very long time. And I saw that image and you were like, these taste like crunch berries. And I could feel the flavor in my mouth. <laughs> looked incredible. Without the stabby pain of the actual yeah, Captain Crunch the cereal. The roof of my mouth was not even bleeding. So that, that was the one part that was missing. It wasn't quite salty enough because I should have been also tasting my own blood. Uh, but otherwise it seemed like a huge hit. I, I, I'm glad those were so good. Um, we're going to stay right on the sweets topic. Uh, we, now I, let's actually, let's step back and say that this, this segment is, is your suggestion. We don't always have segments that are the, the guest suggestion, but this morning I got a text from Matt and he said, uh, he mentioned, I, we won't, we won't spoil it, but it's like, do you think this one thing is a cookie? And I said, I I'm not sure, but I think this would be a great thing to talk about on the podcast. And that's how this, this all came together. I have talked for too long without Matt. So Matt, isn't that true? That is true. Yes. So you see, that wasn't a leading question. That was fine. And so uh, I just want to know before we go any further, if anyone else is out there, they're like, damn, I don't get to be on the podcast that much. Let me tell you, uh, be like Matt. And say anything to me that could be on the podcast. Or just say, hey, Johnny, I want to be on the podcast. Number one way to get on the podcast is show interest in the podcast and you being on it. Um, so anyway, you said, we'll get into it now. Do you think Nilla wafers are cookies? 
And so before we go any further, let's start with a, a yes or no from you and then I'll respond in kind. Do you think vanilla wafers are cookies? I think they're more cookie-like than actual like classic wafers, like those rectangles that are what, you know, like lemon or raspberry or whatever. I don't know if they're cookies though. I think they're cookies. And I think they're cookies because if they're not cookies, what are they? Better tasting animal crackers, I guess. <laughs> now, I even really wish we wouldn't have to jump so far ahead. I literally have, this is what animal crackers wish they were ahead on the list. We'll get to that eventually. But, oh, I, I expressed my disdain for animal crackers on this podcast previously. And I didn't even know how much I hated animal crackers until... I had some Nilla wafers earlier today. I, uh, please note the effort. I go out of my way on this podcast. I got some Nilla wafers. I ate them. And I, uh, Gina actually participated with me. And we were kind of blown away with how good they were. Right? You forget about them for long stretches of time. And then for me anyway, every once in a while, I'm like going down the grocery store aisle. I'm like, oh, it's okay. Like, Nilla wafers. Those are really good, right? I think those are really good. I'm going to get a box and then proceed to eat it in like two days because I'm like, oh, yes, they are really good. They're fantastic. I'm going to I'm going to stop sleeping on these. I was talking to Gina about this. I think the last time I had Nilla wafers was when I was living in Springfield with Babs and Warren and working at the grocery store. Because I remember there, now, classic grocery store antics, we kept Nilla uh, wafers on the banana table, like on the lower part, right next to like banana pudding mix, like mm -hmm. just buy all this stuff at once. And I got to say, after my Nilla wafer experience today, I think that's a good idea. I think I want to do that. But at, at some point when I lived in Springfield, I eventually walked past the Nilla wafers enough time. I was like... I'm going to buy these. I don't think I did the whole uh, banana pudding thing, but I got some and I was like, yeah, these are fucking great. And then I forgot about it for like six years. And now here I am today. And I'm like, holy shit. These are, I think they are an excellent cookie. There's so much, like we've talked about a couple other like grocery store cookie things before. These are so much better than all the ones we've talked about before. <laughs> I really like Nilla wafers. And if you'd asked me 12 hours ago, I don't think I would have had much of a take. I don't really like banana pudding. I don't really like bananas, a eh, or banana flavoring. Um, so I I think my preferred semi liquid substance to put them in would probably be some vanilla ice cream. I think that sounds I great too. That'd be delicious. Um, I I think that they do benefit. Like I did dip these in some oat milk. And I, I think that they are fine on their own, but they are very dry. And if you're if you're looking to sit down and have like a vanilla wafer sesh, as you probably should be, you probably do like if if, if not dipping at least I like a glass of like I don't ever I don't drink like regular milk really at all anymore. I, mm -hmm. I would I eat, I eat cheese and stuff, but like I just I think it tastes like. It's alive and it's gross. Uh, but I, I do, like, if I'm having, like, if I had, like, a piece of chocolate cake or a cookie or anything like that, I think that a glass of 
almond milk or oat milk goes really well with that. And this, because it's so dry, that's only more true. So if you're planning to have more than four vanilla wafers, I think you, you probably want something to go with it. But is that not true of most of the cookies we're talking about here? It's like we haven't talked about Oreos yet, but spoiler alert, that's going to be the crown jewel of this segment. That's the top of the mountain. And even then, though, I'm not going to sit down and just eat like five Oreos and not have anything to drink with. And I'm going to choke to death if I do that. So I don't think it's necessarily a criticism even to say that you should have something on the side. Now, and it probably shouldn't be like shots of Jack. It should probably be a little creamier, a little more fun than that. But I think you Maybe can have a good time with us. Now, Bailey's, we might be getting into something here. If, if perhaps you want to go the creamy route, but you're like Matt and you're afraid of, of uh, bananas... Maybe you push in the Irish cream direction. I wouldn't be shocked if there's something really good you could. Like, maybe, you know what it probably is, is you make like a you make a car bomb, but you rim the glass with vanilla wafer, like crushed Ooh, up. Doesn't that, that sound pretty good? I'd try that. There's a place down the street for me called Boiler Room. It's I knew that's where this place. was going. And they have boozy uh, ice cream sundaes, and they are really, really good. Um, and I think topping one of those off with a couple of vanilla wafers or having crunched up vanilla wafers around the rim would be an excellent addition. It sounds really good. This is the same establishment that gives you the shot of Jameson if you have to use the ATM, right? Correct. They charge like a 2 or $3 ATM fee, but then on the bottom of the receipt it says if you bring this receipt, to the bar, we will give you a free shot of Jameson. It's a good policy. Um, oh, I have one final thought on, it's not even on vanilla wafers, but for this segment, I want to know, I got a little pushback. I'm glad you brought it up too. Animal crackers remain bullshit. We don't like animal crackers on this podcast, but I, I did hear from someone named Babs who has a small child who said uh, when my child was a small child, she loved animal crackers when she was like two, like just ate them by like the bucket full. Uh, because I know I said, I think Charlie suggested as well. Like, I, I think that was Charlie. Either way, the animal crackers episode, we were very skeptical of animal crackers and even said no child could even like this because it's too bad. I guess that's wrong. It's true. Uh, so... A child could like this. Now, a child could like a lot of things. I don't respect a child's opinion. They haven't learned yet. When they learn, they'll know eat vanilla wafers instead. But right. I, I was I was straight up wrong when I said children couldn't like it. I do feel bad for the children and their bad opinion. And I hope <laughs> that in the future they get to have better things. I don't know why certain mothers out there are forcing their children to eat buckets upon buckets I, I shouldn't even go down this road. I'm sorry. Uh, it's great that the kids like to eat those. And uh, soon they'll eat better things. Do you have anything a new, else? A new, a new segment. Now, I know that we are required to have segments. <laughs> great point. Come on. Yeah, where's your fucking segment, buddy? My <laughs> fucking segment is you have Babs do a guest spot where she makes Jane eat the cookie of the week. And you get like, you can ask the guests their opinion on the grocery store cookie and then have jane's opinion on that same cookie just as a contrast it's like an unjaded perspective on the grocery store cookie of the week 
I think this is a really good idea, and I especially like it with the idea of that it is a black box, even to me. Like, I just, I, I would, like, send Babs and Warren a microphone. And, like, they could just, and then I just, like, you just send me an audio file, and I won't listen to it. And, like, and, and we'll let them listen to the podcast, that, that segment. And then, like, you just send me that file, and I'll punch it right into there, and I'll put music around it. And then I'll listen to the podcast with everyone else and find out what Jane's response to, like, my key lime Girl Scout cookies are. And she's like, oh, these are <laughs> fucking trash instantly. <laughs> I think that's a great idea for a segment. Let's please do that immediately. Uh, it's really, You know what the best part of that segment is? It fills time on the podcast with very little effort from me. <laughs> Anything we can do. Like, if we could, like, obviously, Babs and Warren not busy at all anything i can do to shove podcast responsibilities <laughs> onto their shoulders i'm sure they'd love it oh yeah they got all the time in the world exactly for a small child okay uh that's it for nilla wafers excellent excellent idea I, honestly that is a in and of itself was an idea for a topic on the podcast so yeah i gotta make up for past me, episodes that's true you, you you are now one up but i think you've been on the show a bunch so you're kind of still in the hole either way our next subject Matt, what sauce are you bringing to the table? Uh, I am bringing to the table, and I'll apologize to Alex in advance if I mispronounce this. It's a Korean uh, red pepper paste called gochujang. G-O-C-H-U-J-A-N-G. Uh, it's like a mixture of, uh, like, it gets sweetness apparently from, like, glutinous rice. It's kind of fermented. It's got... Uh, chili peppers in there and it's uh it's delicious it's a little spicy a little sweet even a little savory too so if you're having uh, a dish with rice or something just kind of mixing a spoonful in there really uh really punches it up on another level so this up this this is would you just this is more of a paste pasty type thing like a little bit is going to go a long way here i think so yeah yeah depending on how much you like it and how much you kind of want that flavor but uh, Alex and the rest of the uh, the Korean crew at law school introduced me to it, uh, and it is it remains a favorite of mine throughout these many years. There's a Korean grocer uh, nearby uh, called Jungbu, uh, so I get it from there, and it's delicious. As someone who has gotten, I'm uh, not like really into, but pretty interested in. Uh, high quality masks to wear during the pandemic. I see constantly online people saying like, these are all good options and you can only order them from these sites, but also just wander into like a Korean grocery store near your house and they will have like four really good options and you can grab one of those because so much of this, like everything I have ordered mask wise is from like Korean beauty websites because they sell legit stuff from Korea and everyone on fucking Amazon is a scammer who's trying to sell you a fake mask that they made in their basement and convinced Amazon to drop in the box and then bring to you. So they're, 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 like the, the Korea connections are strong now. And then so when you go pick up your good mask, you can also go get gochujang. And it sounds like you're going to have like, probably not both at the same time, but you can do both and have a really good time. So it sounds like rice is a big thing. I like this because we've had so much talk of just straight up hot sauce and everybody's like well pretty good on eggs but now this mm -hmm. we got rice is there are there things besides like rice dishes or is that really what's going to hammer at home for us um 
every time I've had it, rice has been involved. I don't know if it would be good on eggs. I don't think it's the right consistency, but like if you want to do like mixing up with a breakfast potato, that would okay. probably be very good. I think it's, yeah, like I, I think you kind of need a starch to pull it all together. Um, but yeah, I think anything starchy would be good. It sounds delicious. Uh, I'm, I hope Gina doesn't listen to this podcast. She called me out the other day and said, Johnny, there's too many sauces in the fridge. You kept too many sauces on hand, and then you started buying sauces for the podcast. But I am going to commit. I'm going to buy this, and I'm going to try it. Now, I may not. it may not make it into a recent uh, upcoming sauce roundup, uh, just because I don't know what the, how the sauces are going to shake out, and I'm not willing to try everything. Some people come on with weird sauces I'm not eating. But uh, this sounds like a really good one, and I'm excited to give this a run. I eat a lot of rice and beans. I think this is going to slide right in for me. Ooh, that could be interesting, actually. Yeah. Hmm. Like, half the dinners I have are, like, brown rice and black beans, and then something happens to them in some direction. And especially as a sauce lover, it's a, it's a, it's a great road to go down. Do you, uh, as a vegetarian, do you eat a lot of tofu? Have you gotten into that game? Or I eat, I, I do eat a lot of tofu. Uh, do you, do you eat much tofu? Yeah, I tend to eat more. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Not to bring the podcast down. But now that Don and I are splitting up, I don't know how. I got, much, the, I like... got my thumb on the edit button right now. <laughs> Let's see where this fucking goes. She, she is like she, that woman legitimately loves tofu, like. For its own sake, which I have never understood. I'm with her on so that. So I, so it was in, you know, it was in base almost everything we ate. Um, so and, and tofu doesn't really have like a flavor intrinsically. It just kind of takes up whatever flavor sure. is around it. So actually, I I used a lot of the gochujang to kind of give it a more palatable taste to me. Um, so it, it's good for that too. I have found that. I didn't like tofu that much. And then I bought like a proper tofu press. And oh. I was like, tofu's okay. And then I read about like how to use it, the tofu press, how to use the tofu press correctly. And I did that and I was like, wow, tofu is pretty good. And then I ignored what the tofu press said. I press my tofu, not exaggerating, all day. If I'm going to make tofu for dinner, I get out in that kitchen 10 a.m., put it in the press, start squeezing. Every half hour, I'm working from home, I'm like, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll squeeze that tofu a little more. Every time I walk by, and that thing is so thin by the end, all the water's gone, it gets so crunchy and delicious, and it's so desperate to soak up that sauce, even more than under other circumstances. It is like devo devoid of hydration, and it wants the sauce to go inside it, and I give it that opportunity. Tofu is better than it's ever been during the pandemic. When I have to start going into the office again, I'm not taking my tofu to my desk and just sitting there <laughs> tightening the little things, making it so it won't be as good. But now this is the heyday of tofu. One of the things I will miss when uh, things are different. But I, I am a I tofu fan these days for sure. I don't have a fancy tofu press, so I just put like one of my cast iron pans on it on top of a plate wrapped in a towel it works okay, but it's very uneven. And then, you, like, I have nightmares about my 
cast heavy ass cast iron pan <laughs> falling off of the counter and just <laughs> taking out an entire plank on my floor. I was gonna say like just going through the floor into your downstairs neighbor's room, <laughs> killing someone like a a big pan like that. There's really no telling what you might what damage you might do. Incalculable. Yeah. Um, I, I recommend the tofu press. Okay. Uh, next up, now so far, would you say it's been a good balance between who's talking or it's been too much me talking? I'm not going to suggest that you've been talking too much. <laughs> that one's off the table. <laughs> I mean, I think you're you're naturally uh, more loquacious to use a ten dollar word. So, and it's your podcast. I mean, you're the host. So it's know, a good you're, point. You're in you, control. You shouldn't have brought it up. But our next segment is also inspired by you, but is going to be more about me. Because you mentioned this morning, again, I hate to date the podcast because I'm going to sit on this. I'm not going to hold, I'm not going to release this until like next, I think Sunday. <clears throat> but you mentioned today, I'll just full disclosure, recording Tuesday. You're like, hey, I listened to this podcast and you guys said maybe uh, you like black licorice if you smoke. And then Matt was like, that's stupid. I hate black licorice. And that reminded me, I wanted to try some black licorice. I got some black licorice. Oh, God. This is uh, Twizzlers black licorice. You think that's good black licorice? I have no idea. I don't know either. It smells weird. I like that Charlie said it was absinthe flavored, which was interesting to me because then I just imagined someone eating a bag of black licorice and getting super high. That would be cool. Um, to set this up a little bit, I, I think I discussed this before, but uh, when I was a kid, I was like every kid, I completely hated black licorice, anything that tasted like that. But then I have thought about it. It's come up more recently and I realized that my flavor palette has changed. I really like intense flavors. I really like smoky flavors. I, If I am like mentally prepared, prepared for it, I can have like the... Do you say anise or anise? Um, I think I say both. I don't want to say anise because it sounds like that tube in your butt. But <laughs> I feel like that's more right than anise. But I don't, I don't love either option. I know the the spice that it's derived from. The flower is called star anise, but I think I also mostly say anise, even though it's yeah. probably should be anise. Whatever it is, I'm not feeling great about it. Either way, I I frequently will consume this theoretical flavor. Now, I don't know that I think the Twizzler version is going to taste like that very much. But uh, either way, I haven't had any black licorice since I had it when I was like five years old. So I'm going to try it now. Johnny is putting the licorice into his mouth and chewing with a thoughtful expression. <laughs> Fucking sucks. Fucking <laughs> terrible. Because podcasts are an audio medium, uh, I will say that Johnny put it in his mouth, chewed, had a thoughtful expression for about three seconds, and then just immediately spit it out. And now it looks like he ate literal dog feces. Good news. That is the expression. Good news, listeners. I've got two more kinds of black licorice. So that was that oh, was Twizzlers. God. That's no good. Now, that doesn't mean it's all bad. Now, what about 
really wallaby black licorice. I do love their uh, uh, strawberry licorice. Same. That's I've had tasty. the regular, and I really liked it. It's a great um, texture. Now, it says Willy Wallaby. And now, I guess actually it says Wiley Wallaby. I've been Wiley reading Wallaby. that wrong. Wiley Wallaby. Now, if you had to guess, what country is this from? Uh, given the kangaroo, I would guess that it's from Australia. I think they want you to think that. But if I look on the back here, it says Made in the USA. What's that about? Why is black licorice popular in uh, Australia? That feels like something they'd like down there. Those backwards motherfuckers. Maybe it has poison antidote effects, and we just don't know it. This smells a lot better. This smells good as hell. I gotta say, if okay. I don't like this, I'll be disappointed. Now these come in smaller pieces. You can narrate yeah. the events again. Okay, Johnny is taking a bite again, chewing. Looking thoughtful, kind of shaking his head. Eh, there's a little like it's okay, not really, but he is not immediately spitting it out. Although he did just spit it out, but it took about three times longer. And now a big thumbs down, and again looking like he ate a piece of literal dog shit. And now cleansing his palate with water from the water bottle covered in stickers that we have heard of before. Throwing the entire bag into the trash. So, so far, 0 for 2. Not very good odds for the third one if we're even going for it. Now, the Twizzlers have joined the Wiley Wallaby bag in the garbage can. And the third bag, I presume, is going to come into frame momentarily. I do not have high hopes whatsoever. Okay, Panda Natural... Soft black licorice. Kind of looks like a honeycomb configuration. Looks like it's hollow, maybe, a little bit. That last shit was better, but eventually I realized what it tastes like and I didn't like it. Uh, it's just trash. It's just bad candy. This is going to be the same. Now, so here's how I got this. I googled black licorice, and then I saw Twizzlers made one, and I was like, well, I like regular Twizzlers fine. So I'll get that. And then I searched for, I didn't like, at the, like the grocery store, it just came up that they had the other. And then I searched like best black licorice. And I found an Epicurious article from last summer that said Panda black licorice is the black licorice that will teach you to like black licorice. And if you're missing out on black licorice, get this and you'll like it. Now, I thought until we started recording this that the wallaby black licorice was from Australia. And that was that was a trick. They got me. But this stuff is really from Finland. Finland, famous for its pandas. Seems pretty good, right? Y'all like Finland out there, everybody listening. Gonna open this up. And again, the Twizzlers smelled terrible and tasted terrible. The wallaby smelled fucking good and tasted as bad as the Twizzlers once I realized what was happening. Now, this stuff, you know, if I had to describe what I'm feeling in this bag in two words, and I use an and in the middle, it would be moist and sticky. That's bad. These really do have like a honeycomb. I don't know how well yeah. you can see that. Pretty yeah, cool yeah. looking little honeycomb barrel of poison I'm about to eat here. 
I put two of these in my mouth last time. That was a mistake. This time going with one. Here we it's go. A little bit smaller than the Wiley Wallaby one, so that's good. Okay. Again, is in Johnny's mouth. There's some doubt, but it seems a lot better so far. Although this is where we're hitting the point where maybe it's not so good in previous ones. Yep, and it's in the garbage. <laughs> and now the whole bag is in the garbage. I think maybe you just really don't like black licorice. I like fucking hate black being. licorice. Epicurious <laughs> was wrong. Everyone was wrong. Oh no, maybe if I smoked, I would like it. That the jury's still out. You aren't the like you are the proof of it yet. But at the very <laughs> least, this shit sucks. It doesn't taste like anise. And let me tell you, I eat anise on the daily. That was the joke about the butt again. Um, uh, but no, it just, that is not, like, if that were the flavor, the only flavor, I would like it. There are many other terrible flavors in here. And again, like, I like, like, really peaty, smoky scotches and stuff. So if that were mm -hmm. the concern, that would be fine. It also tastes like dog shit. That is the problem. The problem is not like, oh, you haven't developed your palate and you don't, like, no, you I have a palate, and that's if I didn't have one, maybe if I just didn't taste things, if I didn't have a sense of smell, maybe I would like it. But I do, and so I don't. Fuck black licorice forever. Cross out the whole segment. <laughs> Worst segment ever done on the podcast. I have to go wash my hands and brush my teeth. Matt, fill for the next two minutes. Now I feel like I have to do a Charlie Yorty thing where I... <clears throat> See how much I care about you all and how much I know everybody's been struggling. All the parents out there, hard times. Apparently everybody has kids that are in school who, with classmates that have COVID secretly or teachers that have COVID secretly, which is no fun. You know, we all got to take care of each other. And see, this is why I don't have a podcast because I don't know what to say now. I could fill time by talking about uh, fighting Illini basketball, but I'm pretty sure that only Paul would care about that. But it is a fun season. Outside of Myers Leonard apparently being very anti-Semitic. I did see that he issued an apology. Uh, I assume that it is trash, like every other apology that uh, has ever been released, essentially. Ooh, looking at my phone, I have a text message from... GalvinBettyR7 at gmail.com, which is a link uh, to bbw420funsex.us. If this was a different type of podcast, I would perhaps be clicking on that. Uh, however, I don't think that I want to do that. bbw420funsex.us. Uh, I presume that that would blow up my phone and steal all of my information and um, probably subject me to some very disturbing pornography, if I had to guess. I don't know. This is a fairly new phenomenon. I don't know if other people have been getting them, where I get these weird text messages sometimes from email addresses or numbers that are way too many or way too few digits that are just crazy links uh, that you never ever want to open. Now Johnny has returned so I can stop talking about the weird uh, sex link that was just texted to me. Did you do a good job filling, Matt? 
it wandered a little bit. So we'll, we'll see what the uh, feedback is. That'll be a real first for the podcast, wandering off topic. <laughs> um, please note that when I left in anger, I accidentally tore my notes here. That's how bad this segment's going. Oh, see, wow. Yeah. You tore several pages. Terrible, I might have to look into getting a refund from the stores I purchased all this black liquors from. They're fucking up my notebooks now. Oh, bad mood. Anyway, our next topic is... Oh, no. Oh, no. Why is this the next topic? <laughs> you tore up the next topic? No, I got it. I just... It's the bad transition. Well, uh... <clears throat> this next topic is going to be a great one. I think this could be the new... Big recurring topic on the podcast. So recently, uh, we had John Huber on. He was a great guest. We had a great time talking with him. And about halfway through, we had a long segment in which he discussed how he was happy to come on the podcast because I always make the guests feel comfortable. And I liked hearing that. And I thought, that's that's great. To, that's great to hear. Thank you. But I also thought, this guy doesn't listen when I have Matt Schmidt on the podcast. <laughs> and that's <laughs> totally reasonable because I haven't had you on the podcast in a while. But I thought if he heard those, like that, the whole premise of those episodes is I just berate Matt and yell at him about things he doesn't want to be yelled at about. And so I felt a little bad. And I thought, well, when Matt comes on, I'm going to be nice to him. And we'll have a good time on the podcast. And everything will be A-OK. But then I thought... Well, we, we need something to be contentious now, don't we? If we have everything that's just all so nice and happy, won't we in the end have kind of a bad time? And so I thought of a way we could we could have it all, as uh, Nine Inch Nails mentioned. And the way we can the way we can do it, the way we can have it all, you can berate someone. <laughs> And so the new segment on the podcast <laughs> is called Talk Shit at Random. Now, I'll give you the choice first. Would you like to choose who you have to talk shit about? If there's anybody you have, like, a grudge against, say so, and then uh, you can talk about how much you hate them. Do you have anybody for that? I'm trying, like, anybody in the world? Or no, it has to be somebody might... in, like, our group. Uh, no... I am just shocked to hear this. I really assumed that you would come into this and immediately say, I desperately want to talk shit about someone very specifically. But even though you didn't, I will give you the opportunity to, uh, I'll give you a name of someone. Now, we're going to have one small caveat here in that I am depriving you of a couple people from the group. First off, I don't think you know, and again, there's no shade to anybody, but I don't think you know Paul Lavenzino very well. So I'm not going to give you Paul Lavenzino. And I'm also not going to give you me because I'm here and I'm not going to have you talk shit to my face because you come on my podcast and talk shit about me, you fucking find out what happens. <laughs> um, but, oh, and there's one more. I'm not going to give you Paul White here because I made a mean joke at Paul Whitehair's expense recently, <laughs> and I feel like he's got the business enough. We can talk about somebody else instead of him. You've so, been dunking on him pretty hard lately. Exactly. And that's over. That, that We had our fun, and then we're going to dunk on other people. So I want to be uh, as legitimate as possible. 
I've written down everybody else's names. And I am going to put them all in my hat. And I will show you that it's legit. I'm, there's no bogusness here. And I'm not rigging this so that it's... Uh, wait. I'm not rigging this so it's Lee. But I'm especially not rigging it so that it's air and water. And uh, it's going to be real. And it, like I'm just at random. You can see. Here's some of the names putting in. There's... Uh, I hope you can see. There's Dylan. There's <clears throat> this one. I think that's Dave. Yeah, that's Hartman. Okay, so these are. This is legit. This is a real drawing. Um, there's somebody. Oh, I think that's Huber. Mike. Yep. Okay. These are all in my hat. I'm drawing one out, and whoever I get, you're gonna talk so much fucking shit about them. You got Mike Huber. <laughs> I don't think you could have chosen like a worse person to begin this this new recurring segment with. Um, I don't know. Maybe me. Maybe Artman. It's people like constitutionally unable to talk shit about people. I don't know. Bad start. <laughs> I was actually listening to uh, the John Huber episode this morning and talk. And when you guys were talking about confusing twins, uh, I remembered when I came out of the bathroom at Blind Pig and saw who I thought was Mike Huber and said, "Hey, Mike." Uh, and of course, it was John. Oh, like no. at that time, I did not know existed whatsoever. Oh, way more exciting! <laughs> and I was very confused when I got out to the main bar area where everybody else was and saw Mike. It's like, God damn, I gotta go close my tab. I'm losing it. This is a bad night for me. <laughs> I got imaginary friends hanging around. Damn, I don't know. What, what are you, how you, how you talk trash about Mike? He's so cool. He's chief of staff for an awesome mayor who had, like, a sweet put-your-mask-on shorty sticker made in his honor. I'm assuming it's on T-shirts now. Yep. You got the, the sticker on the water bottle right now. I don't know. He has a weird weird tendency to buy to go long distances to buy two expensive broken bicycles. <laughs> but you know what? That's not the weirdest, like, COVID hobby I've heard of. You know, people take up all sorts of shit. Everybody's doing sourdough bread. I guess nobody I know has gone like three hours to pay a hundred dollars for sourdough bread starter. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want Hubert to build some sort of Frankenstein bike, just made up of all the broken bikes that he has already purchased, and just ride it around town and send us a video of the janky ass bike that he has constructed. All the parts just like duct taped together, <laughs> and it's like a truck. It's it's. Like a tricycle, but with a with a four cycle, so it's like one wheel on front and then two side parts coming out the back, and like they're not even attached to the gears, so they don't do anything. I like that. I can see that being okay. It's one of those double decker bikes, but it's all just like super glued together. His his life expectancy when riding the bike is twelve minutes. <laughs> Everyone knows this man is trying to die. I don't know. Do you think that constitutes talking shit? I don't. I think that was more ribbing. I think. Do you think that was mean? Like, talking shit is mean spirited. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think talking shit is mean spirited. Or like maybe if we were in some sort of like maybe if we were playing chess, which apparently everybody's doing. Especially like Charlie. Us. Charlie, you're already chess master. That man is chess incredible. Master. Yeah, he sends that... me some of his games. 
he is he is he is skilled. Uh, that in no way surprises yeah. me. If I were to pick someone in this group who's really good at chess, like oh, the guy who's super familiar with military history, yeah, I think he'd be okay at chess. His opening moves are probably based on like fucking Waterloo or something. He who does knows? just fine. Who do you think in our group now? And you can't say John Huber because that's too easy. Uh, of like the podcast adjacent people, who do you think would be the best at talking shit about Mike Huber? Hmm. I mean, probably his wife. Okay. If we're, if we're counting her amongst the the group, as she has been a frequent podcast guest. I mean, she that she is undoubtedly the correct answer but still a bit of an unfair answer too close has too much ability to really say true things without getting hurt so accepting her as well who do you think would be next Hmm. i think alex would be good at talking shit generally i don't know if it'd be good specifically for mike huber but alex has like a surprising little nastiness streak in him as I can attest to from when I tried to hold him back from beating that dude's ass outside of the bar one night. If it's surprising, you're setting yourself up for trouble at this point. You got to be ready for that with Alex. But you're exactly right. And I don't, it's not even, I wouldn't even say it's nasty. It's just, if anything, I guess what it really is, they do things differently on the coasts. And so he is ready to come with that, whereas I am not. And so that is honestly to his credit. Now, imagine Alex were on the podcast. What would he say to Mike? Oh, man. I don't know. He'd probably call him out on some bullshit that I don't even know about. Man. I don't know. See, we're, that's the thing, right? It's a, I think you're right that it, there is a coastal element and that we are perhaps like too Midwestern nice to even attempt that. Like, I think we could be very good at being very passive aggressive. <laughs> I think you're right. I feel like if, if I had Bill on the show, he'd give me like two minutes of resistance on like, Mike's a good dude. I really like Mike. And then he'd be like, yeah, but this one time he stiffed me when he owed me 20 bucks. That's so why I went to his house. I'm going to punch him in his fucking head. Like we'd get something like that. <laughs> One time we stole a fucking wrestling belt for him. He didn't even say thank you. Yeah, I'm going to go take it back from him right now. And he'd run out of the room and I'd hear his car starting. <laughs> Four hours later, we get some weird chat from Mike. Like, why is Bill here? <laughs> he came to my house and he wasn't wearing a mask and he just took some of my stuff and left. <laughs> he started screaming and he took my television. <laughs> He kept shouting belt, and then he took my TV and ran away. Well, uh, I'm marking that down as an extremely uh, successful segment. I had a lot of fun. Future guests, the the same may, if I choose to use this segment, or if you if you suggest it, if you want to do it, we always can. But uh, I will offer the same thing to future guests if. You come in with someone you'd like to talk shit about. That you just get that, and if not, I'll draw a name from you legitimately, and then uh, you get to find out who you talk shit about. Hopefully, hopefully it's someone you hate. Uh, I hate to do it. We have time for just one more segment, Matt. 
do you have anything you'd like to plug? I think we talked about it a little bit on the text chain, but uh, Ted Lasso, again, I will recommend uh, full-throatedly. It is super great. Uh, it's very funny. It's very heartwarming. Uh, it kind of feels similar to like, it's like a Shit's Creek or a Parks and Recreation where it's very funny, but also the character, you care a lot about the characters and you can tell the characters care a lot about each other. And when you're over, you're like, oh, I just kind of want to hang out with these people some more. And you get a little sad, but in a good way. I, I think uh, that, that, that sense of companionship with the characters is like one of the highest compliments you could ever pay a show. So I, I have not watched this yet, but it has been on my list of things I want to do for some time now. And I assume when I do, I will have like a particularly good weekend. So that, that it's, it's nice to have coming up for me. Matt, I've had an excellent time. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Best wishes in the intervening days.